Welcome to Brain Stuff from HowStuffWorks.com, where smart happens. Hi, I'm Marshall Brain with today's question. What are some of the coolest and most interesting new technologies that were displayed at the 2011 edition of CES, or the Consumer Electronics Show, which happened last week in Las Vegas? Here are 10 things I saw that seemed particularly interesting. At number 10, Vizio has a smart TV with a keyboard on the remote. Most TV manufacturers are making smart TVs that can connect to things like Twitter and Facebook, but how do you type in your messages? On many of these TVs, there's a separate keyboard that communicates with the TV via infrared or Bluetooth. Vizio has a different answer. They've made the remote a slider that reveals a small keyboard like many cell phones do. You type your tweet, and then the TV sends it instantly. And this remote uses a Bluetooth connection technique, so you don't have to be pointing the remote at the TV as you're typing. At number nine, there's a scale from Withings that can tweet your weight. Keeping on the Twitter theme, let's say you're on a diet and you want the world to know how you're doing. You can now buy this scale from Withings. It will upload your weight via Wi-Fi to Twitter every time you weigh yourself. They also have a blood pressure device that connects to your iPhone so that you can keep all your data stored on your iPhone and upload it if you want. At number eight, Alienware showed a 3D laptop called the M17X that's got a 3D display as the laptop's display. So you can get that full 3D effect in a laptop format now. You don't have to be at home with a desktop machine attached to your 3D HD TV. It's all compacted into a laptop form factor. In Alienware's incarnation, you get all the power of a desktop machine, lots of RAM, a powerful CPU, and a graphics accelerator, all crammed into a laptop case, and then the 3D display to boot. You can use glasses to see what's on that 3D display in three dimensions. Another really interesting laptop is Acer's Iconia. It actually has two screens, so it's a clamshell laptop, but instead of a keyboard, there's another screen where the keyboard would be. The screens are the same size, and this gives you a very large screen size if you open the thing up as a flat panel. You can also use the second screen to double as a normal keyboard and trackpad. It just pops it up on that lower screen. And then, in that case, it looks a lot like a normal laptop or netbook. At number seven, Sony was showing another way to display 3D content. It's a futuristic head-mounted display. People have been showing active virtual reality glasses at CES for 10 years, and here the idea is that each eye has its own mini LCD or OLED display that lets you see a 3D world. In these systems, there's often a head tracking component as well, so you can look around in a 3D game very naturally just by moving your head. Sony didn't take it that far. They're using the approach instead to simply display movies in 3D. One of the things that gave this device its buzz is the case design, which looks very cool, but it's not clear when the device is going to come out. At the other end of the 3D spectrum, Sony showed two different cameras that can produce 3D video. These cameras use two lenses so they can pick up images for both eyes simultaneously and record them. 
you can watch the 3D videos on the devices themselves, or you can plug the devices into your 3D TV to watch them there. At number four is the Motorola Zoom tablet, spelled X-O-O-M. The Zoom got a lot of buzz because it's a very nice package that looks like it could compete with the iPad if the price is right. It has a nice screen, two cameras, and so on. The other thing that gave this an aura is the fact that it showcased the Honeycomb version of Android for the first time, which has been tuned to work on tablets. At number three is the Razer Switchblade, spelled R-A-Z-E-R. It brings PC gaming to a mobile platform. You can think of it as kind of a Nintendo DS on steroids that can play PC games instead of DS games. To work, it has to bring a mouse and keyboard interface onto this smallish portable device. The keyboard has LCDs on each key, so the smallish keyboard can adapt to any game and still give a good experience. So you can play World of Warcraft or Quake or a wide variety of PC games anywhere you go with the Razer device. At number two is the Avatar Connect. There are now many 3D worlds that you can live inside of. Second Life is the best known, but World of Warcraft could be considered another one. The problem is that to control your avatar's actions, you have to use keystrokes, and that seems kind of unnatural. The Avatar Connect uses the Connect camera system to recognize what your real body is doing and then map those actions onto your avatar's body. So when you talk, your lips move on your face. The Connect sees that and translates it into your avatar so the avatar's lips move at the same time. When you wave your arm, your avatar's arm follows suit. This is one of those things where you have to kind of see it in action to judge whether you think it's going to work or not. Either way, it's definitely a different way to approach the problem of avatars inexpensively. And at number one, there's Motorola's new Atrix smartphone with an extremely fast processor. So what if you make a smartphone so powerful that it's nearly as powerful as a laptop computer? It has this fast dual-core processor, plenty of RAM, a graphics accelerator, and a flash hard drive. What it lacks to be a laptop or a netbook is a screen that's a decent size and a full-size keyboard. The Motorola Atrix recognizes this problem and offers a clamshell keyboard and display for the Atrix. So you take the phone and you plug it into the back of this clamshell, and the Atrix phone provides the guts of the laptop. It drives the display and responds to the keyboard. On the clamshell display, you can pull up a full-size Firefox browser, and the phone lets you connect into the Internet and use it just like you would any browser. The clamshell has its own battery, and it can also charge the phone's battery at the same time. Obviously, this just scratches the surface of what was displayed at CES in 2011. CES is an immense show covering more than a million square feet of show floor space. It takes days to just walk through and see all this stuff. If you want to see more, you can come to blogs.howstuffworks.com where I assembled a group of 40 different videos of 40 different products so that you can kind of have a virtual CES experience. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. And don't forget to check out the BrainStuff blog on the HowStuffWorks.com homepage. You can also follow BrainStuff on Facebook or Twitter at BrainStuffHSW. The HowStuffWorks iPhone app has arrived. Download it today on iTunes.